Welcome back to Coaches on the Couch, but today it's just Coaching the Couch because it's just Harry chatting about easy day, alright? So today I'm going to be chatting to you about my favourite fitness myths that I hear in the industry of fitness. So it's actually kind of weird not having Fraser to talk to, I'm not going to lie. Basically I'm getting my kitchen done at the minute and my living room, like this is why I'm zoomed right in um, for anybody watching. For anybody on Spotify, the camera zoomed right in because my kitchen is currently an absolute fucking dive. There is like fucking millions of big cardboard boxes like kicking about the kitchen. <clears throat> There's literally a refrigerator. Who calls it a fucking refrigerator? It's literally because I just looked at the sign. There's a fridge, dishwasher, a cooker. There's an oven. There's literally everything. There's a wog and knockdown and there's a kitchen getting ripped out, new kitchen put in, so this is why Fraser's not on this podcast, because the house is an absolute dive, I wouldn't keep, I would not take my fucking worst anywhere into this place right now, anyway, fitness maths, I'm going to try and keep this video under, I'm going to try and keep this under 10 minutes, Um, and I'm saying this for accountability, because chances are, probably won't, I'm probably going to rant on a wee bit here, right, so, fitness myth numero uno, Muscle turns to fat if you don't use it, right? Or fat turns to muscle. Like, I've heard it both ways, right? Now, fat and muscle are two totally different structures in your body, right? You can't turn one into into the other, right? That would be like Jesus turned water into wine. Let's be completely fucking honest here. No, he didn't, right? You can't turn one thing and it's something else, unless you are some sort of fucking Gandalf or Dumbledore or something like that. And by the way, right, just make sure the kids are not listening, right? Right. Right. You get their, your finger over their ears. Gandalf and um, Dumbledore aren't actually real, right? So just, just to let you know. Um, so I basically that can't happen. You can't turn one thing into another thing, right? Muscle becomes muscle or you end up with more muscle because you train like a fucking absolute animal in a gym. You eat enough food, you eat enough protein and you, you're, you're, you're getting yourself enough new muscle stimulus each week that allows you to pack on muscle. If you put more fat on, right, it's because you're eating too much fucking food, right? Simple as that. It, it, nothing turns into something else, right? Oh, my fucking shin bone turned into a muscle this week. Oh, my... My bone in my arm just became a bit, it became a bit more muscle and less bone. Shut up. That can't happen, right? That's one of the first fitness myths that we need to get rid of right away, right? Aye, it can't happen. It's a load of shite. If somebody says that, they probably don't have a clue what they're fucking talking about. So don't, just stop listening to them. Because everyone else that came out of their myth, they've literally just lost every single bit of credibility. They know fuck all. Second one. I says, you've probably heard somebody saying this. See if you're working in an office. I guarantee you there's some, there's some mad random guy, right? It's always like kind of middle-aged guy who, he's single, probably still stays with his mum, right? Um, sugary drinks are worse for you than diet drinks. The sweetener acts like sugar and stores his fat. Man. Oh my fucking God, man. This is honestly probably the fitness myth that annoys me the most of everything, right? So I actually, like, years ago... Maybe last year I went and done a kind of review, a post on Instagram, a review, I'm talking about. And I took all the um, all the ingredients from like Iron Brew and Iron Brew Extra. And the only difference was 
was really that um, the I Am Brew normal one that had calories in it actually had sugar in it. But most of the other ingredients were pretty much like for like. I hear people saying all the time, oh, all the, all the chemicals, all the chemicals. Bro, your normal Iron Brew has got fucking hundreds of chemicals in it. Like, the only difference is, is one's got sugar and one's not. For every gram of sugar, there's four calories, FYI. So if your goal is fat loss, you're actually probably better off having the diet drink than you are having the, cal the one with the calories in it. But again, if you've got the calories, then just have a normal one if you want. Have a normal one, right? But just recognise that there's not really much difference between the two of them other than the fact that normal drinks, like sugary drinks, have actual sugar in them. Diet drinks have got a lot more sweeteners in them, but both of them have got sweeteners in them. I would say neither are worse than the other, but depending on what your goal is at that given time, if it's fat loss, then I would say for the sake of having a, a, a can of iron brew that's maybe got 110, 150 calories in it, just have iron brew extra, diet iron brew, do you know what I mean? Because you can save yourself some calories. Um, but other than that, see that person that goes, oh, all those, all those chemicals, we've got all those chemicals in it. Bro, shut up, man. You, it's, it's, these people just want to have, conv they just want to feel valued or, I don't know what they do, right, but they just, they don't even know what they're talking about and they just let shit spout out of their mouth, man, and it's, it's, it's annoying as fuck because there's people who are gullible enough to believe it and they're like, fuck that, man, I'm just going to have the full fat stuff and then that takes them even further away for their calorie target, which takes them further away for um, being in their deficit, which also means that they're going to be less likely to be burning fat that week um, or that day, do you know what I mean? So have whatever one you want, right? But just realise that diet drinks are not worse for you and they don't, there, there isn't like a, a system that kicks off as soon as you have a sweetener that turns the sweetener into fat, like, oh my God, man, like, I'll, I'll guarantee you, you're listening back now, so you're like, do you know what, I've actually heard somebody saying that before, what an absolute fucking bell end, see if you believe that, it, don't feel bad, because it's it's actually kind of easy, when you're not kind of clued up on nutrition and training and all that kind of sort of stuff, to actually believe stuff like that, but I don't listen to them, they're fucking at it. <laughs> this is also one of my favourites, so, not having breakfast, will make your body go into survival mode and make you put on fat, right? Oh, I've heard this so many times, man. Like, I've heard PTs say it, coaches say it. Like, first and foremost, let's just explain what survival mode is, right? So, when your body has not been fed, your body will go inside the body and use whatever it has available for energy, right? So if you've got stored body fat, it'll use that, all right? Um, in the absolute worst case scenario, it'll eat into your protein sources and your muscle and things like that, right? But can I just be crystal clear with you here? This is people who are starving that this happens to. People who haven't eaten for days, like the starving kids in Africa, for example. Um, it's not going to happen to a guy who fucking missed his breakfast. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you missed your breakfast, your body's eating itself. Shut the fuck up, you fucking moron. Right? Oh my God. What are you talking about? Th these people that say things like this have got no clue what they're talking about, right? If that was the case, then intermittent fasting, for example, would not be such a good style of dieting for people to make fat loss progress. 
they would be walking about like absolute twigs because their body would be eating themselves, right? Eating itself, sorry. Honestly, like, that has got to be one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, come on, man. I can't believe people don't even research this kind of stuff and actually find out whether it's actually true or not. If you miss your breakfast, you miss your breakfast. Nothing's going to happen to your body. Genuinely nothing, right? Absolutely nothing. You just eat whenever you decide to eat. I've got loads of clients who do not eat breakfast and they are absolutely fucking fine. Their body isn't in survival mode, right? They're absolutely fine. Their body isn't eating itself, okay? <laughs> oh, honestly, these guys, man, it's these things. Absolutely mental. Doing sit-ups will make you have a six-pack, right? The people that always say this are guys who are really lean, who hardly do any ab movements, right? They do a lot of kind of training in the gym and they lift weights and they've got a good diet and all that kind of sort of stuff. So they're quite, they're in shape and they've got abs and stuff. If you're somebody who's really overweight, right, which is a big population in the UK, I think it's an even bigger population, population in Scotland. I'm pretty sure Scotland's got a higher overweight rate than England and Wales. So the chances are, um, if you're listening to us, you're probably a bit overweight. You may be thinking, oh, do you know what? This is, this is the time, man, I'm going to start trying to lose a bit of fat, like, whatever you want to maybe look better about yourself. Um, and you might be thinking, do you know what, I'm going to start doing loads of crunches because I'm going to kind of tone up the stomach and I'm going to get rid of the fat around that area. It's not going to work, right? For me, it's like bang for your buck, right, when it comes to exercising. Think about bigger movements like deadlifts, squats, bench presses, rows. These are big compound movements that rep for rep, burn a shitload more calories and then crunches. A crunch is honestly one of the smallest movements that you can do and 90% of it, most people are just grabbing their head and pulling it up to actually help them. <clears throat> so you're not going to really burn many calories doing those movements. Now, when it comes to losing fat off your belly, it's not about doing as many crunches as you can. Otherwise, my training plans would look like, because 90% of my clients want to lose body fat off their stomach, so it would just be like 10 reps, crunches, set one, set two. 10 reps of crunches. Set three, 10 reps of crunches. Set four, 10 reps of crunches. I could go on and on and on, right? If that was what we had today to lose belly fat, nobody would be doing shoulder presses and chest presses and all that kind of sort of stuff in the gym to lose body fat. Everybody would be doing crunches, right? But that's not the case. Losing, losing body fat is a combination of your diet and your output. So when I say output, that comes from just your everyday activity. It comes from walking, it comes from your cardio, and it comes from lifting, uh, going to the gym and lifting weights, etc. That brings you into a calorie deficit. When you're in a calorie deficit, you burn fat throughout your whole body, all right? As you burn fat throughout your whole body, but, um, fat from your stomach comes off as well. And that should be done through a range of lots of different exercises, different types of cardio. You could jump on a rowing machine, you could cycle, you could run. You want to just kind of Keep it as varied as possible. So it is as exciting as possible for you as well, all right? But just recognise that it doesn't matter how many crunches you do. If your diet is absolutely appalling, nothing's going to change, all right? So get yourself into a calorie deficit and slowly just chip away at the body fat that way, all right? Once you kind of bring your body fat down, yeah, if you want to kind of make your abs look better, you can obviously treat them, you can treat them like any other muscle group and maybe add in like maybe seven to 10 sets over the week of 
maybe weighted crunches or weighted leg raises or something along them lines just to kind of define your abs even more and maybe grow them a bit. But other than that, doing ab, doing ab workouts um, isn't actually going to do anything to your stomach fat if your diet is atrocious. So just think about that the next time you think about going to the gym and doing millions of crunches. Eating too little will make you fat slash not lose weight, right? So, so somebody decided to make us the reason why they basically couldn't be asked dieting, right? And they couldn't be asked going to the gym and they couldn't be asked going out and doing their steps and doing all the kind of necessary things that necessary things that would allow them to lose body fat and make progress, right? So they, they were looking for a fucking excuse. The person, the first person ever to ask, what is a fucking excuse, right? They probably heard somebody had, um, they probably heard what uh, an underactive thyroid was and realised that, okay, that means I burn less calories. I'm going to use that as my excuse and that's why I'm putting on body fat all the time. That's why I'm fat and it's, it can be my excuse just not to actually make a change, right? Now, if you do have an underactive thyroid, I feel bad for you, right? But does that mean that you can't lose body fat? No, it just means you need to work a wee bit harder than everybody else, right? And that's fine. If you want, I'm not going to say, if you want to bear enough, that part are right, but at the same time, I kind of am going to say that if you really, really care about losing body fat and you really, really want to get your fat, your your weight down and all that kind of sort of stuff, regardless of whether you've got an underactive thyroid or not, right? Which, of course, you can obviously take medication for anyway. But let's just say you do and you're not taking medication. You need to work a wee bit harder to, to get that done, right? Now, these people who say things like that, it's almost like they're, they're taking a 50-yard run back and they're running straight up to people who have got an underactive thyroid and they are kicking you right in the fucking sack because they don't even have it. But yet they're saying that's their excuse. That's their, their, self, their self-diagnosing themselves with having an underactive thyroid, right? as a means to not have to do the work that they need to do to lose body fat and weight. Now, people who do have an underactive thyroid can still lose fat, lose weight, but the people who use this as an excuse obviously haven't done enough fucking research and they don't actually realise that these people can actually still make progress and still lose body fat, even though they have that um, they have that issue. I'm going to give you a bit of an analogy here. Now, I want you to imagine that you get paid £100 a week to work, right? So you go to work, you do your usual, and then your bills come to £100, right? But somehow, your savings account keeps going up by 20 quid every week. And you're like, fucking hell, man. I don't know where that money's coming from, but it just keeps coming out of nowhere. And my money just keeps getting, my, my money just keeps increasing and increasing in my savings account. But I've not got any money to put in it, so I don't know where it's coming from. That is exactly how you sound when you say, I don't eat that much, but I can't lose weight, or I don't eat that much, but I'm putting on fat. It can't happen. You cannot defy the laws of energy balance, what goes out versus what comes in. It just, you just can't even, you're a human, your biology is pretty much the same as every other human on the planet, give or take a little bit here, a little bit there. Stop making excuses as to why you can't lose weight. And start doing all the necessary things that you need to do to lose weight. Get your steps up. Fix your diet. Track every single thing that you're eating. Everything that you're eating. Don't have sneaky wee um, snacks here and there that you're not tracking. If you're having a snack, track it. You need to track everything to be, ac- to be accurate so you know what's coming in so you know how much needs to go out. Alright? Get to the gym, lift weights. 
Just move a bit more than you normally would move and you will lose weight and stop making daft be excuses like, oh, I'm not eating enough. Like, come on, bro, man. We know you're eating too much. You wouldn't be overweight if you weren't eating too much. You can't, you, you can't get, people can't turn around and say, oh, Harry, I'm, I'm overweight, mate, but um, I don't really eat that much. See, anytime my clients ever say that to me, I've got them I've got them in a food diet for me and then I've added all the calories up. And it's always been the the calories have always been way higher than they think they are, right? People when they people really underestimate how much food they eat and or just lie about how much they eat, right? You wouldn't be putting on body weight, body fat, and you wouldn't be putting on weight if you weren't eating too much food. Otherwise, your weight would either be staying the same or your weight would be going down and your body fat would be either staying the same or your body fat would be going down. You wouldn't be adding to it the same way as in my bank account, if I don't put money into my savings account, my savings account doesn't increase. The same way, if you don't eat too many calories, you don't save up calories that then add to the body fat that you've got, okay? Final one isn't a myth. It's just something I have a wee rant about. Harry, I've tried everything. Whenever I receive a message like that, Harry, I've tried everything. You simply haven't tried everything, right? You've not tried everything. Because you're, at, you're after you're after a result. You're after a result. You've not quite got that result yet. Or you've not got it at all, right? You've not tried everything. And see, see the people that tell me that they've tried everything, right? Do you know what they do, right? May, they maybe have tried everything, right? Maybe they have, right? But they've stuck at it for like two or three days. Do you know what their biggest problem is? Their biggest problem is consistency and adherence. Sticking to it, right? It's one thing saying you've tried everything, but it's another thing saying, Harry, I've stuck to this thing for 12 weeks. I've stuck to that thing for 12 weeks. I've stuck to this thing for 12 weeks and I've stuck to this thing for 12 weeks. I've really stuck to it 100% and I've done everything that I could possibly do within my ability to try and get the result that I'm after and I've still not got it. Do you know how many people have said that to me? Zero. That's how many because they're the people who have actually got the result that they wanted because they stuck to it. People who tell me that they've done absolutely everything, they tell, it tells me one thing, that they've got really low accountability. They're very, very shit at being responsible for their own actions. They stick to things for a couple of weeks and then go on to the new thing. They've got shiny, shiny object syndrome where it's like something new appears on the market and they're like, right, I need to try this in. Then someone else appears on the market, right? I need to try this in. Do you know the worst thing about those things as well? It's like every time something else new like that appears, and they'll be like, oh my god, Kim Kardashian, look, look how good she looks. Look how good she looks. She's promoting this product. And I'm like, bro, she's pretty much looked in good shape all her life, and that product was just released three weeks ago. Why the fuck do you think that's what she's used to look like that? It's clearly something that she's trying to sell, and you're being so gullible that you're actually buying it. Again, the problem is, is you won't just stick to something through and through. That is the biggest difference between people who make progress and don't make progress. It's the people who are willing to stick to it for as long as it takes to actually bring them the progress that they require. Anyway, that's me. I'm done. I'm dusted. For tonight, I'll just do a wee quick couple of wee bit of myth busting, a wee bit of ranty chops, and I. This isn't episode five or four or three or whatever. This is just a spin-off where I'm just here chatting to yous and just busting a couple of wee myths for yous, all right, that you might be thinking about when it's coming into the new year. Like, oh, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that. Oh, I heard this happens or I heard that happens. Have a good one.
and I will catch you on episode five when I'm back with Fraser. See ya.